Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Hey guys, we have a fun surprise for you today. We have been waiting to make this announcement. Yep, you guys are going to be the very first people in all the world to hear about what we're about to tell you. You know what? I yeah, I don't know. You all know this podcast family, but I write books and I write Bible studies and I've done this for a long, long, long time. And I believe in it because I love putting tools in your hands to be able to give away God, to understand him better. And so I am about to release my next book and it is so fun. We just designed the cover and I just believe in this content so much. So the title of the book is Get Out of Your Head and it is about our thought lives because I kept seeing in my own life and other people's lives that I cared about that this was such a deterrent to life change. And I realized, you know what? We are not victims to our thought lives. I have always thought we were growing up. And when I realized that I had the power to take thoughts captive and to change my mind, everything else began to shift. And I see throughout scripture this call, and you see it in science, that we have the ability to interrupt toxic thought patterns. And I cannot wait to see how this is going to shift people's mind. It has shifted our minds, Chloe, as we worked on this, because it was constantly a war in our own minds, even just to build and get this content out. I I mean, we were going through it even as we were building it. So we cannot wait to get it yeah, in your hands. For sure. And we're excited because today, if you guys go online and you go to getoutofyourheadbook.com, you can go put your receipt number if you pre-ordered on Amazon and you can read the first couple chapters of the book today, which is so cool. Yeah. That's and the crazy. book comes out January 28th. So you're going to get these chapters before anybody else. Okay. Well, there you go. Go read my soul. My guts on paper. <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> and I hope y'all enjoy it. I know it's shifted the way I think, and I hope it'll shift the way a lot of people think. Hey, everybody. I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to each of you for being part of this community. And it has shocked me, the involvement that each of you have brought. And honestly, we were planning on just doing a few seasons a year. And I was just going to kind of dip my toe into podcasting. And then you guys have kept this podcast at the top of the religion charts. And everybody is saying, you're crazy if you stop now. Like, let's keep going. And so I want to keep going because I love the platform. It's an incredible way to lead people and to put out great content and to introduce you to fantastic teachers and and friends. And so we are going forward, and here is the very first bonus episode. So welcome. We are so glad you're here. If you're new, this is a bonus episode. It's not quite as produced as the others because I'm giving my production team a little break because this all hit really fast and hard. So this is going to be a few simple episodes, but you're not going to want to miss them. And here's why. We have a great vision for this little pause that we're taking between seasons. The next season starts in the beginning of October. And in these episodes, what we're going to do is really prepare you for the fall. I mean, this is kind of like my new year. Everybody goes back to school. In fact, it's our fiscal year begins at If Gathering. And so everything about this time of year is a fresh start for me. And I thought it'd be fun to tackle some really big topics that hopefully you're going to find really helpful. And so you're going to love, love the guests we have in these bonus episodes 
coming. And I also want to take a few weeks to talk through some things that I've really been thinking about and that I hope will be helpful to you this fall. So this is a topic that I love so much. It is risk. And the reason I love the topic of risk so much is I found in my faith and in my life when I was walking in comfort and when I was trying to make everything work out just right, I was unhappy and I actually was missing the best parts of life and the best parts of God. And so I feel like risk is one of those subjects that is, you know, for some people, they crave it and they want more of it. And for some of us, we are scared of it. And we don't, you know, some of you are like, I didn't even want to listen to this episode when I saw the title because I don't want more risks. But I believe that on the other side of risk, on the other side of comfort is more of God. Because when you risk, you need God. And so I remember being in seminary, and and some of you may have heard this story. I, I told it in one of my books. But I remember being in seminary, and my professor, I asked the question in class, what do we need to do to for sure grow in our faith? And he wrote all these ways you grow up on the board, you know, ways we're all familiar with, studying your Bible, prayer, worship, all these different things on the board. And and then we went through them, and we realized that not 100% of the time do you know more about God by reading your Bible and grow in faith. Plenty of people that study the Bible for literature that know it inside and out that don't trust Jesus. So not 100% of the time does that work. And and he went through each of these things. He said, the only thing that works 100% of the time is godly, obedient risk. I'm sitting there in seminary, and all of us are in the class going, what is he talking about? Like, where is this proven in scripture? But you look throughout the stories of the Bible, and you see over and over again a God who calls his people into unknown territory, a God who calls his people to do scary things that he has to deliver on. And what happens every time is, you know, Moses puts his staff in the Red Sea and the Red Sea parts, what happens is when when God's people take a little step of obedience that's risky for them, that could embarrass them, that could go poorly, that that might not for sure succeed, when God calls us to do these little things that, that truly most of the time seem insignificant, when we do them, he shows up and he moves. And that is what I have seen consistently through my life. When we started taking godly, obedient risk, I mean, our faith skyrocketed. We couldn't believe what God was doing around us. We couldn't believe the way that he entered into our lives. And so I believe in this. And I'm going to give you for the fall a few fun risks that you could take. And I call them fun because I know they're scary, But I also believe on the other side of doing these things, you are going to never regret it. You are going to find that on the other side of these things, growth has happened, that you've brought new people into your life, and honestly, in some ways, have really shifted the trajectory of your life. So these are a few risks that I think are worth taking this fall. You ready? Let's go. Number one, lead a Bible study. I know. You are thinking, are you crazy? Like that, no, I cannot do that. But guys... We have built studies for you 
that you don't have to do much. You have to just send the invites. In fact, I was with a friend recently over dinner, and she was a new friend, and she said, I just want you to know what happened when I moved into my new neighborhood. She said, we had a lot of space, like the houses weren't close together, and so I didn't, I wasn't getting to know my neighbors, so I hand-wrote an invitation in each of their mailboxes to come to a Bible study, and I didn't know if they were Christians. I didn't know if they'd come. She said, to a person, every single one of them came. She said, they weren't all Christians, but they were dying to meet their neighbors and they wanted to come together. And so sure enough, they all came into my house and we did this Bible study, which I wrote called Stuck. And she said, everybody got vulnerable. And now we are dear friends like this. Our neighborhood has turned into uh, a family and a community. And I just believe in Bible study so much. And it's partly yes, because nothing changes our view of God better than understanding exactly who he is through his word. There's nothing more powerful than sitting with a group of people and discussing that together because that actually leads to life change. But it takes the risk of one person saying, yes, I will do it. Now, listen, I'm telling you, in these boxes, stuck, chase, proven, we have, I think, four restless. We have four studies in in boxes that you can lead. Each of them has conversation cards video. I mean, you don't have to do a thing. It's a 15-minute teaching thing. The homework's short. Like, all you have to do is... Get it and plug and play. So anyway, that is an easy thing that could shift your whole fall. And all of us need that community and all of us need to be in God's word. And so it covers both bases. And I'm telling you, it brings life change. I believe in it. I will beat this drum forever if you stay on this podcast because I believe in local Bible study. I don't care what study you pull. I don't care if it's one of mine. I just want you to do it. Like be brave. There are so many great studies out there. Number two. Now, this one, some of you might go, no way, when I can't afford it, whatever. But I believe there's ways to do this without a ton of money, and I'll tell you those. But number two is see a counselor. So my husband and I started counseling a few years into our marriage, and we were scared. And the at that point in life, for us, seeing a counselor definitely had a stigma to it. It was You know, only really troubled marriages go to counseling. You have to be, you know, about to divorce. And I I think it was hard, especially for Zach, to agree to go. But we went for a year and a half every week. And we were poor, y'all. He was a youth pastor. We had two young kids. We were taking a few seminary classes. And we didn't have any extra money. I don't remember going on date nights. I don't remember getting a new shirt in those years. But We went to counseling, and the reason we did was because our marriage was really hard. We were not getting along. We did not see or understand each other's feelings and hearts, and so we went to counseling, and it was a huge risk. It was a risk financially. It was a risk because who knew what was going to be dug up and who knew if it was actually going to help, and I would say it took at least three to four months for us to feel like it was actually starting to get helpful. But when it started to turn, I saw so much fruit from this. Some of you have been stuck in the same struggles your whole life. Some of you have been stuck in negative, toxic thought patterns that you feel like you cannot break. Some of you have been stuck in broken relationships that have defined your life, and it doesn't have to be that way. We can break through these things, but sometimes we need a guide, and God uses godly counselors, wise counselors that are are gospel-centered and believe in the power of God's Word to lead people out of difficult, toxic 
things. And so I just believe if you've never done it and you see some unhealthy patterns in your life, I always say we kind of keep a, a standby counselor always, whatever city we live in, whatever stage of life we're in, we just have somebody we know we can call. Because if we're hitting our head against a wall over and over and over again, we need a third party. Now, some of you are saying there is no way on earth I can afford that. Go to your church. A lot of churches offer free counseling. A lot of churches offer different types of recovery or classes you can take that would be similar and serve a similar purpose. But honestly, I think understanding ourselves and how we work and why we struggle with the things we struggle with is essential. It's a huge risk, but I promise you there may be no more powerful thing you can do this year. Number three, try something new. Now, this one is more fun than counseling, but I will say it has caused spark for me. I am in my early 40s and I have found that there are patterns and stuck places in my life that creativity sometimes breaks up. So I just get in routines and I don't move into these artistic creative spaces very easily. And so what I've learned is, you know, I, I went and took a pottery class last year with my friends and I could not believe how much I loved it, guys. It was weird. I was like, why do I love this so much? And I think it was just working with my hands and building something beautiful was it just awakened something in me. And I feel that way even like Zach and I lately, I've kind of gotten in this place in the evenings where I get down. And I, I don't know why, again, probably need some counseling about it, but I just, I tend to like kind of sink around, you know, after dinner when the kids are doing homework and and so we started taking a walk in the evenings together, and it just broke up a time that has not been my favorite time of the day. I think just losing a kid to college and, like, our family changing, I just think that became kind of a little bit of a sad and lonely time of the day for me. And so I just started walking at night, and just that little shift in my schedule. And so I'm not just talking about, you know, taking a dancing class or something like that, but... I don't think that's a bad way just to break up the mundane. And what happens is your mind actually works differently. And so the ideas and conversations that we've had at night walking have been so different than the ones we would have at home sitting there. So, you know, I just think we're tempted to get on our phones. And so breaking up our routines and trying something creative and new. So take walks, take a class that of something you love. I I enrolled on a writing class online recently, and it was just so inspiring. I could not take enough notes. And and it was just, you know, it was just out of the box. It was Malcolm Gladwell's on Masterclass. And I just loved it. It was something that made me think differently and challenged my thinking. So number four is visit a church that's really different from yours. I mean, this is one of Zach and I's favorite thing to do. In fact, every time that the kids are gone or at camp or something, Zach's like, let's go to a new church. And we will go to some of our friends lead an African-American church in town. We will go to a just different denomination. We'll go to a church plant. We just love exploring churches and seeing how different. And I honestly, I love taking our kids too. And we've done that too, where we just show up and it's just so fun to see how different people worship. I think it expands your view of God. It expands your understanding and view of people. And so, yeah, that's a fun one. And then last but not least, number five, meet with God in a different way. And what I mean by that is I can get in a rut where I feel like I'm just, you know, sitting down out of obligation to spend time with Jesus. And one thing I've found is every semester just to try something different. So lately it has been for me, my kids are in school, so I have some margin in the day and I will just go to a, 
a really fun coffee shop. Another thing I've done is just taken a quilt and gone out to a park and like sat outside for a few hours and prayed. And I didn't take a Bible. I just spent time with Jesus by myself in nature. I didn't play music. I just laid there and looked at nature and I prayed. I just was with God. And it was just so refreshing. Other times it has been to blare Hillsong in my car and drive with no purpose because that is how I worshiped God in college. And it like sparks and reminds me of that season. And I just, I connect with God through music really strongly and through nature. So that's powerful. And I'm not saying every day. We need time in God's Word. We need regular, consistent time in God's Word. I'm just saying a few times this semester, do something really out of the box, and I bet you will have a unique experience with Him. So that is five risks you can take this semester that I think will jumpstart spiritually, creatively, relationally, some amazing things. So be brave take a risk and let us know about it. We want to hear your risks. So tag us in your pictures from it or send us an email. We cannot wait to hear what it is that God does in your life this semester. Hey everyone, this is Chloe. I just wanted to hop on really quick at the end of this bonus episode and remind you to go and pre-order Jenny's new book called Get Out of Your Head. It comes out January 28th, but if you go right now and you pre-order, you put your name, your email, your receipt number into the website, we will send you the first two chapters to read today. That's right. You guys are the very first people to hear about this. And so I just want to make sure you got that. I think when I look back on my life out of all the books I've read, there are very few that like really stick with me and change the way I think about something. But I'm not exaggerating. This book has done that for me, you guys. I actually find myself stopping in the middle of the day. I'm aware of what I'm thinking about. I remember to stop the spiral of where I'm going with that thought. And it pushes me back to Jesus every single time. So... Make sure you head over to getoutofyourheadbook.com and pre-order it today. We are just so grateful for you guys, and we will see you guys on this next bonus episode.